We're here with Dr. Joe Davi and Armando Almaguer on Easter Sunday. Got another great podcast for you. I want to remind everybody that this is an unsponsored program and any health advice you get is opinion only. Please still seek out your healthcare professional with um, any questions or advice that you need. So Armando's got the question to start off. Okay, so Joe, uh, we were talking uh, previously about fitness health, but I believe that uh, it's also important to talk about uh, mental health. And nowadays, uh, people are feeling any number of things right now. Is it right to call some of what uh, they are feeling is uh, grief? Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, <clears throat> when it comes to like uh, human emotions, you know, Grief is uh, something that people can feel right now, and I think a lot of times, you know, if you're trying to get out of, you know, let's take, for an instance, grief, you know, you have to understand that there is a uh, chemical process happening in people's brains, and um, it's a pattern. You know, the way these uh, chemicals that get released on a day-to-day basis is very... Um, prone to the type of state that you're in, your mental state. So if you're in a mental state of grief, you release certain chemicals and hormones from the brain to keep yourself in that state of mind. And your body kind of tries to adapt to what you're doing. So if you turn on the news every day and you get depressed and you feel grief all the time, it's like an ongoing cycle that you're kind of trapped. And If you don't try to acknowledge that you're in that state, then you're stuck in the matrix, so to speak, is what people call it. You know, you're stuck in this, uh, this video game that you don't even know that you're playing. Right. And when we talk about words like grief, it's important to understand that grief is a labeled word. It's a construct that you formulated in your brain to call yourself. Meaning, you may be feeling something called grief, but you put meaning behind that word, Mm -hmm. right? And now you believe that you're feeling that. So if you don't get out of that state by observing yourself and recognizing that this is all just made up beliefs that my brain's doing, then you'll never get out of that state of grief. Okay, uh, so saying that is maybe not grief, but it's, it's it's not a good feeling. What uh, can individuals do to manage all these uh, all these uh, bad sensations? So you're saying that one thing is to recognize it and understand what's going on chemically and with in terms of words, in terms of patterns. The next thing has to do with um, transform changing that situation. Well, once you observe yourself. Once you, you mentally observe yourself and you understand that you're going through this type of emotion, the next thing is, okay, well, what type of actions are you taking to get yourself out, right? Are you journaling? Are you doing meditation? Are you doing Wim Hof breathing <laughs> where you put yourself in a cold shower and focus on your breathing? That actually helps get you out of uh, a certain trance of emotion. You know, there's a lot of things out there that people can be taking actions to do, like exercise, eat better. Those are all actions, but most people aren't doing that because I don't know. See, people aren't doing the first step. 
like you have to call out yourself. You have to call out yourself and say, look yourself in the mirror and say, I'm doing grief or I'm, I'm depressed or I'm doing this, but I don't have to, you know? So once you make that uh, connection with your brain that I don't want to do this anymore, then you could take the necessary steps of actions to get yourself out. But if you don't make that first step, then you're trapped and you're trapped almost forever. I'm suspecting that the pattern is so ingrained for some people or many people that it's like they may take the first step, but then they immediately are experiencing the fatigue and the repeat of the memory pattern and that they feel somehow this is just what happens or trapped. So um, any comment on that? Well, it's like exercise, right? So if you don't keep training your brain out of what it's doing, it's going to go right back to its evolutionary memory. So your body and your brain and your mind is all an evolutionary memory. You don't have to think about when you walk. You just walk, right? You don't have to because it's a memory. It's just like that when you're playing an emotional card. When you're in an emotional state, that's a memory. You know, and it's a memory that's ongoing until you stop it or you train yourself out of stopping it. And you have to do it quite frequently all the time to try to get yourself out of that. And that's the hard part is that people don't want to put in the work. They want to just think that it's going to take a day and I'm out of my evolutionary memory pattern, right? And most people don't even know what a pattern is, right? They don't see themselves as a pattern. They just see themselves as an emotion. They just call themselves depressed. Or they just call themselves, I'm in grief, right? But no, you're not. You know, you're just in this like video game. And once you acknowledge that you're in this video game, then you can take the necessary steps to get out of it. But the more ongoing that grief is, or the more years that you're depressed, the harder it is to get out of it. Because that pattern has established so many connections now in your brain to formulate chemicals to keep you in that state. Because it's adapting to what you're doing. You see, that's, that's the importance here is that you have to adapt yourself into good actions to keep your mind clear. You don't want a lot of thoughts. You don't want emotions all the time. You want to stay focused with what you're doing right now. And if you're not, you're not on a good track to evolving yourself and innovating yourself as a human being. You're just kind of in a video game and it's ongoing. So let's get a little more creative in terms of actions that can be taken or at least a little more expansive you can you can take a cold shower with breathing you can meditate um what else you know you could take up something like you know we all do crossfit here you know everybody has their intake on crossfit but you know it's a great little um thing that you can research you know and, and think about doing you can do uh yoga you know, you can do, I know everybody's at home right now, but you can form, you can form like gym equipment based off like your chair or your couch and anything, any props that you have at home and, uh, be creative, you know? And I would say the biggest thing is exercise. Exercise will stimulate your body into a growth anabolic phase, you know, and, and give you chemicals and hormones that will promote, um, a more, um, I don't know, happy state of mind. You get those endorphins, you get like that morphine type feeling, you know, things called like the runner's high. So that's something that, that can break you out of your trance. You know, you could do a uh, crossword puzzles, 
you know, you can't be emotional when you're doing a crossword puzzle. You have to put it together. You have to focus your mind on something. I wouldn't say, you know, use your technology because technology gives off radiation, you know, that people don't understand that, you know, back then, you know, like you wouldn't ever see kids with cancer. Now it's all over the place and you wonder why, because you're holding all these technologies up to their head, you know, and so I would say get off your technology, you know, uh, start doing physical things around the house, maybe even clean your house. <laughs> That's very meditative, actually. If you do the dishes, take out the trash, sweep the floors, you know, clean, um, do some yard work, think about growing vegetation in the backyard. I mean, these are all just helpful things that you could be doing to make yourself productive. Don't make yourself a slob. A slob is what just posts up on the couch and watches Netflix. You know, we're all guilty of it, but don't spend your whole day doing that. You know, you know, be active, be proactive. And the more proactive you are with one task, the more focused uh, you become. Okay. Uh, Armando, anything, activities that you can think of to expand on what would make somebody happy if they're in some sort of thing of anticipatory grief? I believe that uh, sometimes people in this state is just blocking, blocking, the, trying to overcome this. And what I will say is like, just keep trying. Uh, you have this uh, physical pain and you cannot relate it to something else, but maybe it's coming for your mind. And what you just need to do is to just keep trying and uh, trying to overcome somehow, like um, doing any kind of activity. Uh, that's just back, back to the time. Remember back to the time where you were doing something and you were happy. That's always, that's always also good. And trying to do it in your home. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, New York Times came out with an article on anticipatory grief with regard to uh, the current situation. They're talking about the phenomenon of many people feeling grief over something that hasn't happened, but just anticipating it. And that's something that um, we're looking at today. Seems like an identification with something that didn't happen. Um, maybe um, a new area that I have for you, uh, Dr. Joe, is in terms of identifications, um, we identify, say, with our job. Um, Armando and I were having um, a conversation about personally, if one were to identify with a superhero, is, uh, um, do you see any, um, any comment on that? Like, like, uh, Fred, I used to before I continue, uh, it was a Harvard business review, Harvard business review on, uh, on anticipatory grief. Yeah. yeah. Or we can pass on that. You know, I mean, uh, again, all of this is just, uh, just some general advice on articles that come out that people can read. But at the end of the day, um, you know, it's very hard to change somebody's, uh, chemicals because, um, if it was really easy, then psychiatrists would be out of a job, you know, and everybody would be fine. But it's not that easy to talk somebody through grief or talk somebody through depression. So the next step that people dive into is psychedelic drugs. And psychedelic drugs like ayahuasca and DMT uh, takes people out of their trance, out of the video game, and shows them what reality really is that they are this little thing in this big wide open base called the universe, right? 
and it makes you feel, you know, it takes away your ego, basically, right? And it takes you away from identifying with anything. You're not identifying anymore. And once you don't label and identify yourself with anything anymore, and your chemicals are actually being altered into a calmer state, right? And your brain is now not controlling your life, right? And so this is why people are having way better results with psychedelic drugs than just listening to a psychiatrist asking them questions to go deeper, is because it's very hard to turn off chemicals and hormones that are being released involuntary from your brain. Right. You know, it's very hard to try to meditate and turn off, you know, these drugs, you know, or these, you know, the hormones that are releasing, <laughs> but psychedelics can, they can alter that, that brain chemistry. And, you know, I would, uh, you know, personally, if you want to do studies on this, you can take a brain scan of someone's brain that has a very emotional amygdala. You know, and then after they take psychedelics, that emotional amygdala doesn't fire as much, right? It's, it's turned down, it's turned off so that they can focus, right? The person could focus now because if that amygdala is super emotional, super active, you can't, you can do all the meditation that you want, but sometimes people just can't, right? And people just can't get out of their state. But I'll tell you what, that psychedelic drug will. And, uh, you know, you only need to do it usually just once in your life to kind of have that experience. And once you have that experience, you see reality over the matrix or over the video game that you're playing. Okay. Uh, some people seem to be taking um, psych psych uh, psychedelic drugs on a more repeated basis. Why would that be? Because they're, you know, they're not used to the feeling, right? And then once you get that feeling, it's very powerful, right? It's like, man, I want more of this, you know? Um, there hasn't been any research to say that DMT or, or ayahuasca is a, uh, it has additives where it makes you addictive. I don't think it does. But I think people are just so not used to reality and they're so not used to having an experience like that that they want to keep doing it. They want to keep doing it because... You know, some people are just in a really bad place, you know, and they can't get out of it, you know, and they're, they're, you know, they're living their lives by these psychedelic drugs. And I think if you help train yourself into being calm and being um, focused with what you're doing, you can do it once in your life, you know, these drugs. But if you're all over the place and you're very depressed, you've been depressed for 25 plus years you know, or you're coming out of the war and, you know, you're having these vivid dreams that keep you up all night, you know, it may take, you know, years of psychedelic drugs to get you out of what you're experiencing. And I could just say right now, you know, there's so much good research that shows that these mushrooms and these psychedelics are really helping people, you know, and, uh, you know, I mean, that would be my best advice, you know, I'm, I'm not, t I'm not saying a young kid under the age of 21 should go out and venture off and do some psychedelic drugs. I'm saying that if you're late in adulthood and you're very struggling with life and grief and depression and all these emotions, it could be a suitable option for you if nothing else works. I would say try all the, all the conservative stuff before, like exercise, eating healthy, you know, meditation, cold showers, you know, these are all, you know, basic things that you can do conservatively that actually will help but 
if you just feel like nothing's helping and you're miserable and you can't get out of the house or can't get out of bed, you know, venture off to South America. <laughs> okay. That's it for today. And I uh, wish everybody a happy Easter and um, happy time at home. Happy Easter.